Today on Clear Approach, we go over ADHD and, oh, look, a squirrel. All this and more coming up on the Mayo Clinic Clear Approach podcast, your home for aerospace medicine that matters. Well, welcome back, everybody. This is Dr. Van, your medical co-pilot, coming to you, as always, from the Mayo Clinic in freshly baked, burnt Rochester, Minnesota. And I say that because, like many of you out there, we were suffering underneath that uh, central U.S. heat dome thing for the last, uh, last week. And let me tell you, it was hot. I mean, I think we got up to like 101 degrees. That's the air temperature, so not including the humidity part. It got so hot, I actually ended up tuning up my snowblower to prep for the winter just to kind of get my mind off the heat. But finally, it's starting to cool off. In fact, I think it's supposed to be in the 70s this weekend, so I'm looking to uh, do some fly fishing finally. I couldn't help but notice that the cool off also coincided with the release of the pumpkin spice latte by Starbucks. Could they be behind all of this weather change? Just saying. Anyhow... I just realized that something that I haven't talked a whole lot about is actually my flying, and I know that everyone's interested out there, at least all two of you. Unfortunately, I really haven't been able to get out much this past year, I think only about three times. A lot of different reasons, you know, the weather hasn't been the greatest this year, Uh, everything that happened with my parents, Uh, and I think as I mentioned before, I did go to Disney World with my four kids, and as we all know, nobody is better at draining disposable income than the mouse. But I have gotten back at it. I've been out uh, one time already with my instructor, and he's still talking to me. And I've got a few more lessons lined up uh, flying with my instructor again. And hopefully I will be current soon and back to working on my IFR. After the uh, last episode, I got a lot of great comments and uh, positive feedback on my story about AirVenture. I will say that I have fully recovered from that trauma and now am enduring the trauma of trying to plan for next year's trip out there. But I'm going to tell you right now, even though it's dirt cheap, I am not staying in a tent next year. I, like thousands of folks out there, are trying to get an RV to rent, preferably something that will be brought to the site and I just show up. That way I can just kick back, watch the air show without having to worry about being blown halfway to Delaware. Well, it's that time of year again when kids are starting to freak out, parents are breathing sighs of relief, and pencils are flying off the shelves like toilet paper during a pandemic. That's right, it's back to school time. So with that, I thought I would tackle an often educationally related medical condition, ADHD, otherwise known as Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. All right, let's just start with the basics. What is ADHD? ADHD is a condition that manifests with symptoms of hyperactivity, impulsivity, and or inattention. Just like the name implies, go fig. I'd like to highlight the and slash or part of that last statement. Yes, we all remember that one guy in middle school who was like the human embodiment of kinetic energy. Unable to sit down, just bouncing around all over the place, always talking, can't stay focused. That's one face of ADHD. The other are those folks that have difficulties just concentrating. And that can occur without all of the hyperactivity symptoms. Now, you may be wondering at this point, well, what's the difference between ADHD and ADD? 
Well, it's the same thing as the difference between cardboard and rice cakes. Absolutely nothing. ADD is actually an outdated term at this point, and so we only use ADHD when describing this condition. All right, who gets this condition? Well, we all know that children can get diagnosed with this condition, but adults too can come down with this later in life. ADHD is something that is more common in males, especially for the hyperactive type. And current estimates indicate that about 14% of males and 6% of females have this condition. All right, how does one get diagnosed with ADHD? Well, getting diagnosed with ADHD actually takes quite a bit of work. There are some very specific requirements that must be met in order to get this diagnosis. And in order to meet those requirements, you need a lot of information. Information from like a person's school, from outside caregivers, a review of the academic record, the medical record, making sure there's nothing else that could cause the patient's symptoms, and similar. Successful treatment of ADHD actually requires a couple of different strategies. First, we like to make some psychosocial changes in a person's life to help support them, like changes in their home environment or their school learning. But of course, as everyone knows, we also use medications for this condition, medications uh, such as Ritalin and Adderall, which are known as stimulants. All right, so that's ADHD in a nutshell. And you may be wondering at this point, what does this have to do with my flying? Well, as it turns out, a whole lot. For obvious reasons, a medical condition that results in inattention and impulsive behaviors would be something that the FAA is quite interested in. Another not-so-obvious reason that the FAA is worried about ADHD is that it can often be associated with other concerning conditions, such as anxiety, depression, learning disorders, and oppositional defiant disorder. So how does the FAA consider ADHD for a pilot? Well, first up, just know that having a diagnosis of ADHD in itself is not disqualifying for a pilot. That being said, a pilot can't have any symptoms consistent with ADHD, and they can't use any medicines to treat ADHD. So in other words, you can't fly with an active diagnosis of ADHD. So with that, why doesn't the FAA just say, well, if you've got a diagnosis of ADHD anywhere in your medical record, you can't fly? Well, the reason is, is that the FAA is really full of compassionate and forward-thinking individuals that knows that ADHD is a diagnosis that is often given out far too easily. Remember earlier when I said there is a lot of work that needs to get done in order to diagnose somebody with ADHD? Well, we hardly ever see that happen. What really happens is a parent and their child will go visit their local primary care doctor a couple of times, a doctor that's very busy trying to see patients every 15 minutes in order to frankly keep the lights on. And they complain about things like difficulties at school, me being impulsive and so forth. It sounds like ADHD. Hey, why don't we just try some medications to treat that? A prescription gets written for something like Concerta or Adderall. Hey, the kid is feeling better, so it does look like it must be ADHD. Let's just put that down on the chart, and the rest is history. Then the child stays on the medications. Sometimes it's just for a few months because uh, they grow out of their symptoms and they feel better, or sometimes they stay on the medications for a couple of years. But hey, they felt better during treatment and they feel better now, so no harm, no foul. Of course, that is unless you want to become a pilot. 
If you have the mention of ADHD anywhere in your medical record and the FAA finds out, they are going to want to make sure that you are not using any medicines to treat ADHD and that you don't have any ADHD symptoms. Well, first up, you're going to have to meet with a HIMSS psychiatrist. Yes, that can also be a female psychiatrist. Remember, HIMSS is the part of the aeromedical certification process that deals with pilots who are suffering from substance abuse issues like drug or alcohol abuse and or mental health conditions. A HIMSS psychiatrist is not typically an AME, meaning they can't give you a medical certificate, but they are trained by the FAA to assess for certain things during their evaluation. After that evaluation, then you're going to have to do what's called a neuropsychological examination. Now, this is done by a psychologist, so that's someone with a PhD that specializes in this area. And it's a multi-hour test that basically looks at your ability to concentrate and make decisions under a time constraint and while multitasking. I also have to mention it's very expensive. Now, that may seem pretty simple, right? You just got to see two people and boom, you're done. Well, not really. There are two main challenges uh, with this process. First, finding a HIMSS psychiatrist and a psychologist that will do the requisite testing, that is really hard. In fact, here at Mayo Clinic, we only have two HIMSS-trained psychiatrists. It is not uncommon for people to fly across the country to have to meet with a psychiatrist for this purpose. The second challenge is that this takes a whole lot of time. It takes a lot of time to get the appointment set up. You've got to get records to the doctors before they do your testing. And then you have to send everything to the FAA, and that process can take months. Now, the reason I wanted to tackle ADHD in this episode is because I actually get to deal with this a whole lot. I primarily encounter this condition or the history of this condition in adolescence, and in particular, adolescents who are preparing to enter in an academic program for their aviation career. Think like UND, for example. And almost every time, the first moment I get to interact with a pilot with a history of ADHD is about one or two months before they are about to start their educational program. You wouldn't believe how many students I've seen get delayed, um, not be able to start their program, or even miss out on scholarships because of this diagnosis. So with that, the main takeaway for this episode is that if you have a diagnosis of ADHD and you are interested in becoming a pilot, you want to start working on your medical certificate as soon as possible. Don't wait until you've gotten into a program. Don't wait until you get a scholarship. As soon as you want to become a pilot, just go ahead and start the process. One caveat, if you are using medications for ADHD and you think that you do not need those medicines anymore, you have to be off of those medicines for 90 days before you can apply for a medical certificate. Of course, if you do need those medicines in order to control your symptoms, please, please stay on your medication regimen and continue to get treatment. Health first, flying second. The other main takeaway is that if you are worried a child or yourself has ADHD, you want to go through the entire full diagnostic process. You don't want to get haphazardly started on medications for presumed ADHD. Remember, a quick fix right now can lead to a very long headache in the future.
Well, that's it for today's show. Uh, All two of my listeners out there must already know this, but I'm going to go ahead and say it yet again. Remember that this podcast is an offshoot of our Clear Approach teleconsulting service. If you're a pilot out there and you've got a question about something involving your health and flying, you can go to our website, just Google Mayo Clinic Clear Approach. Uh, You can sign up for an account and you can enter in your question and for a small fee, our aerospace medical examiners will get back to you as soon as they can. Also, as I mentioned last time, I want to hear from my uh, listeners out there. And I haven't heard from a a single one of you yet. So please uh, throw me a freaking bone here. If you've got a question that you want me to answer at the next podcast, or uh, you have a topic that you want to suggest, just email me at aeromed at mayo.edu. That's A-E-R-O-M-E-D at M-A-Y-O dot E-D-U. Until next time, this is Dr. Van, your medical co-pilot, wishing you great flying and even better health. <laughs>